0: Welcome, 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 guys, to Black Girl from Brick City. I'm your host Ace with the Y, and I'm super excited to be speaking with you guys this week. Woo! This week we have a special guest, my good, good sis Monica. Everybody, give her ghetto hand snaps, ghetto snaps. <laughs> um, I think we met through a mutual friend. Um, we mm-hmm. were sitting in church together, and mm-hmm. she has just been doing amazing, amazing things. Anytime I have like a question, I just hit her up real quick, and she always mm-hmm. gives me the best responses. So Monica, I want you to introduce yourself to the listeners of Black Girl from Brick City. Hey, well,
1: hey everybody. My name is Monica Soyemi. I am a real estate investor, a realtor here in New York, definitely a singer as well. And um, I got bit by the real estate bug like two or three years ago and have been nonstop ever since.
0: I love when you say you got bit by that bug because, girl, I think I got bit by the bug as well. It was so random. Uh, What actually uh, sparked your interest in real estate, though? Like, what was the bug? You know, the bug was um, before real estate, I was
1: doing full-time performing arts, right? Like, I was going on tour to different countries, performing with this ensemble. And we would go to China, Japan, all these great countries, perform. I would get my coin and uh, I would come back and be like, okay, you know, the coin was great. Now... what's what's next? And and so I was doing the nine to five thing for a little bit. And I just realized that $15 an hour is never going to be enough. $20 an hour is never going to be enough. There's never enough time. So then that's when I started thinking of ways to create income that isn't necessarily attached to my time, attached to me doing an actual job. And that's when I found real estate. I did some research on ways to invest, um, quote unquote passive income. And I learned about the value of real estate and I bought my first house in 2019. Put some tenants in there. Girl. Thank you. Put some tenants in there. And um, it's been amazing. The concept of you know having a home, renting it out, having other people pay for your home. And not only that, the way that real estate has time and time again provided people the opportunity for generational wealth, for cash flow, for passive income. It is the number one tool or the number one asset class um, that has created millionaires in the country. Like this is a fact. People become millionaires through real estate.
0: And so I was like, let's let's get it. And I love that you said that people become millionaires because I don't think people understand house hacking. It sounds cool, but they don't really understand just how life changing it could be. To just invest your money in a property and let it make money and let it generate for you. Like when I? I was, so- was my mm-hmm. blown, girl. I I agree. I was mind-blowing
1: as well. And something that people don't even really realize is some people think they need 20% down, 10% down. You know, you can buy a house for as little as 3.5% down. And then there's also some home options that allow you to put no money down, like the NACA program. That's N-A-C-A. Check out the NACA program. It's all over the country. They will allow you to buy a home with no money down, actually, they want you to have that money saved, and what you're gonna use that money for instead is the ability to buy down your interest rate. But we're gonna go further into interest rates. But there are so much giving
0: on. gems already. Okay, listen, in, okay, <laughs>
1: okay? her
0: intro, guys. So I hope you guys have a pen and paper if you're really interested in real estate. You are about to get your mind blown. Um, before we get into the interest things and everything else, I wanna, I wanna ask you, uh, what is a typical day? In the life of a real estate agent so like what is your day-to-day typical job increase what are you doing you know um
1: the day-to-day as a real estate investor can be very fast-paced one of my favorite parts of the job is getting to be in beautiful homes all day some not so beautiful homes, <laughs> uh some days well, but you know, yes, um, but, you know, it's really, you're, you're showing clients, you know, bedrooms, bathrooms, how many square footage people are looking to move to places that are close to their family, their friends. But one thing that I realized is I would wake up at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. and just go. And so instead of that, I've created a new morning routine now that I think everyone should implement. And I read and I learned about it through this book called The Miracle Morning. And so this book, The Miracle Morning, really shifted um, how I see things. Everybody go check it out. The It stands for savers. Savers are things that you do every day. So S stands for silence. You wanna have at least 10 minutes of just pure silence, meditation, prayer every day. The A stands for affirmation. So every day I wake up, I say, I am a millionaire. I have a millionaire mind. I am powerful. Opportunities come to me freely and openly, I am the master of my own destiny, you know, or I am, the, I am leading myself into my own destiny. S, uh, B, actually B stands for visualization. So we got a little vision board. We're looking at our goals. Airbnb's on there. Turo's on there. 10 homes this year is on there. Apartment building, yes, you know, so yeah. you want to visualize what you want. E is exercise. We got to get it, get it right, get it tight. R is reading and S is ascribing. So every day I've committed to doing at least one to two. Hopefully I'll say we want me. Um, some on? of these every day. And um, starting my day like that, it allows everyone to start in an optimal way. But as a real estate agent, you know, I am answering calls. Like even right now, people are calling me, texting me. Tomorrow I go on showings. So someone might say, hey, Monica, I like this house. Uh, can we go see it? So we'll go see the home, check out all the, uh, the bedrooms, the bathroom, check out the kitchen, of course, the bathroom. We're gonna look at the boiler room, which is where you're gonna see the water heater. You're gonna see the mechanicals of the building. Um, we're gonna look at the roof. Roofs can be very expensive. So we wanna make sure that roof is in good condition. Um, I am making offers on behalf of clients. Someone might see a home and be like, you know what, Monica, I like it. I wanna make an offer at half a million. I write up the offer, sends it over to the other agent. Uh, they accept the offer now we're in contract um you know I'm it's just a lot of following up with people answering calls showing homes it's not an easy job but when I tell you the shmone, okay it's 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 um it's very profitable and I'm I'm really glad to be able to be doing it
0: yes girl okay so I love that book uh suggestion what was the book title again just the book is called the
1: miracle morning Yes. And I love
0: how we still, you know, you're doing your day-to-day thing, you're doing real estate, you're you're traveling. I always see you travel, girl. I love seeing you and your sister and your mother travel. Yes. Um, and I love how we still make time for the gym. Like, that is very mm-hmm. important. <laughs> very. Listen. You know, me and my girl be in the gym, y'all.
1: Seriously, okay. I mean, if you guys are not following Ace, you need to follow her right now on Instagram. I'm following Ace's story every day, and that's this world has been putting in work. And to see your journey, to see how you shifted your mind and shifted your body. You know, it's amazing, girl. You are just a snatch, okay? If you don't know, now (laughs) you know,
0: okay? I came a long way, amen. (laughs) It's
1: it's, it feels good, and you know the beautiful thing about uh, about working out is that at first I was working out to be snatched like I wanted to be skinny. I was like, you know, I I want to be this, have this look. But what I realized over time is exercise has become like almost a meditation for me now. It shifts your mindset yeah like it shifts my mindset like i feel like if i can push through this workout and this last rep i can push through my day i can push through anything you know your mental strength
0: strength. and you know what happens as well for me Mm -hmm. i am having like a very stressful day and i'll go to the gym and work out and i literally feel better like i don't have to do anything like drink or go party. I literally go to the gym. I remember some people would be hitting me up in my DMs like, "Girl, go home. Like you're in there for like listen. three hours.
1: <laughs> you've been you've been in there for three hours, sis. It's go, no, three listen, hours. But it feels good. It's it's like even today I was a little stressed. I'm um, I'm I'm gonna talk about it later on in the podcast. A little spoiler alert. But I, I'm buying my second home now in Atlanta, and um I'm using hard money for the first time. And that hard money is definitely a more um, higher risk, but higher profit way of buying a home. And uh, I was on the flight today, just stomach jumbling, thinking about all the things that could go wrong. Um, but I got a good workout in and that workout can also like release from your stress because sometimes your stress isn't always connected to real, real things, you know, and-, and, and, and yeah and being a boss is not an easy thing it's not like every every everybody doesn't necessarily want to take on the risk or take on the hard things you know but entrepreneurs people who are about it you know like you like our listeners here if you're about it you you make it happen you go get it we run to the hard things we run to the scary things and we're like what's up let's you know let's
0: go i actually love scary things And, like, I used to think, and I used to think it was a little weird, but now that I know, like it was meant to be, because not mm-hmm. everybody has that type of um, tenacity to literally go and use hard money to go get a property, girl, you are killing it. And I heard about that. Maybe we could get into that later as well. i was going to ask you, you, told us about your day-to-day, it's like answering calls, being very professional. I'm sure your college skills kick in when you're speaking and following up. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to know. And listeners, I'm sure they would like to know, like, what are two influencers or mentors um, that you had in order to get you through your real estate journey to get you to where you are now?
1: Um, There are a lot of people on YouTube that I have been listening to for a long time. And the one podcast that I can't, I would be remiss if I didn't shout it out, was Bigger Pockets. Um, yeah, bigger, bigger Pockets has changed the game for me. Okay. When I tell you I will be driving, because as a realtor, you're doing a lot of driving, driving here, driving there, driving to appointments. And in my car for maybe an hour at a time here, going here and there, I would be listening to these podcasts, listening to people like you and I taking down deals. Um, finding the money, finding the resources, buying homes with little to no money, like bad credit, just making it happen just through um, the will to make it happen. And like, so Bigger Pockets has been a a huge one for me. Um, I follow Ryan Pineda on YouTube. So I think he's a really great real estate investor. Chris Crone, he's another real estate investor. In terms of Black women, I follow Noelle Randall on YouTube. She's been really great in terms of real estate Info.
0: Um, Write these down, guys, because she's yes. one of the the, the mentors on, online that you can find as well.
1: Yeah. Um, female real estate guru. I follow her on Instagram. Her own home. Quick plug, Her Own Home is a Instagram that talks all about home buying for women of color, Black women, and um, we're act- they're actually doing a tour right now. So if you go to at Her Own Home right now, um, I'll be one of their guest speakers for an upcoming panel. And we're going to talk about how to get that first home, how to save up, how to get your credit right, because we are building wealth all 2022 and beyond. And one of the number one ways to do that is with real estate.
0: Yes. And- I love that you said bigger podcast because before you even told me, like, Ashley, you need to get into bigger podcast, mm-hmm. I tell you, I was binge listening to bigger podcast, it literally changed my entire life. That's where I uh, learned about money, must money making mustache or money mustache. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when he was talking about how he don't even get a, have a car, he was biking to work to save money for his properties and. How you know, all they have all these budget people, it's not even just about real estate, guys. They do have a segment now which, which focuses straight on um, real estate. But, like, I was bigger money podcast is like they're talking about budgeting, saving your money, getting out of debt. So, if you guys are really trying to get into financial wealth and breaking generational curses when it comes to finances, you need to tap into bigger money podcast because mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. you will find yourself listening to it for like 10 hours hmm. Okay, like, so that is a really good plug. Okay, so so what is one of your major goals? I see that you said that you were getting your first property in Atlanta, which is mm-hmm. super exciting because my girl is in New, uh, New York. Yeah, so exactly. state to state
1: transaction. Listen, we are, we are coming, going a few miles. You know, it was so crazy just because like I said, I was doing a hard money deal for the first time and I had to put an earnest money deposit down $5,000. And I'm like, no, nobody wants to lose 5,000. So I'm like, I need to make sure I could lay eyes on this house, see what's going on. So two nights ago, booked a flight to ATL, shout out to Frontier for that 150 150, uh, round trip. And I got to see the house. And what's really powerful about this home is that it's just, it's in an up-and-coming neighborhood you know the same way the bronx was the same way harlem was before it got gentrified there are areas in atlanta that are the before of harlem and the bronx it is thriving but they're doing a lot of the, the city is changing very quickly right now. There, there is a little bit of gentrification, but there's just a shift in how the city's moving just because of all the people who have moved there since the pandemic. Ooh. So, you know, East Point, that's where I'm buying. That's a little plug there. Go cup a house in East Point right now, because I promise you in two years that hundred dollars or $150,000 house is gonna be worth like 300,
0: 350 because of how it's shifting. <laughs> those entrepreneurs out there are black are yes just like yes. Us. they are killing Airbnbs mm-hmm. uh, even the um written out uh, foreign cars they are killing oh, it I always wanted to move to Atlanta the traffic I could do without it reminds me literally of uh <laughs> New York mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a little rude yeah what is your- <laughs> A little, they don't use my
1: <laughs> you know. Well, I didn't experience too much crazy traffic when I was there, but you know, I'm gonna just knock on wood, I just haven't experienced it yet. But Lord, yeah, Lord, we don't need that, you know. But you know, when you're in the traffic, we're gonna listen to
0: some podcasts, like I no, love mm-hmm. to do that as well. So, I'm really excited for you. Like, I'm so so excited for you. Um,
1: Dude, I'm how was that
0: process really though? Like, how was that hard money process? Like, what did you yeah. have to do? So, you know, the
1: power of hard money is uh, the key to hard money is being able to buy what is called um, a property that is below market. So everybody write that down below market and below market essentially means that a property that you can get for a discount and the types types of homes you can get for a discount are homes that need renovations, you know. So, for example, like this house, it should be worth three ten but I'm buying it for 150 and I'm buying it for 150 because it needs renovations. It needs some work done. So the key is that with hard money, they will loan you a property as long as the purchase price of the house and the renovations of the house equals 75% of the after repair value. I know we're talking about percentage and math, (laughs) but let's say for easy math, a house after it's all fixed up and renovated is worth $100,000. As long as you can buy that house for 50 and maybe it needs $20,000 in renovations, altogether you're at 70, they will loan you money with a hard money lender. Now they do charge interest, they charge you know, fees, it's not the cheapest money, but if you see a good deal and you got to get it quickly, hard money could be a good way to go. Sometimes working with the bank, it could take up to over a month to close on a, on a house. So you know, but it, it depends because the let me tell you what the deal is in in Atlanta. So this house I'm buying it for 150, right? It's 150. It needs about 660 thousand dollars of renovation. So all together that's 210. But after it's fixed, it will be worth 310. So the difference between what you've paid. And what it will be worth afterwards is called equity. So we will have $100,000 of equity afterwards. And um, uh, after that, I'm going to do what's called a cash out refi. But I don't want to get it too complicated for the people. We're going to just take baby steps for now. And we're going to just talk about just buying a home, period. I recommend everybody save up your money to buy what's called a duplex, which is just two units in one building. You live in one. You can rent out the other. And you can let that other person pay your rent.
0: Thank you. you know, even I was I was following you, but you're right. There's a lot of people that may, you know, be listening and just like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, percentage. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it's super important, guys, that even um if you're not a real estate agent or you're not even familiar with these terms, to really just soak in all of these influencers and all of these people who are already doing it, mm-hmm. soak in that knowledge because I'm telling you, just listen to a podcast. I've learned so much like that's how I knew about the hard money before Mm -hmm. you know I don't I've never done that as of yet. Mm -hmm. But I know that there is a there are lenders that will give you that and then you cannot actually offer cash when it Mm -hmm. comes to these properties, you know what I'm saying, because the banks take longer so. Mm -hmm. I'm Mm here with you we're here everybody's right in the town, this is great I love the gems that you are spilling for the people. Listen, dropping gems. When you got your first property, your uh, your duplex. I think was it a duplex or did you get a triplex? Triplex. Three units. Okay. Okay. So I want you to explain, like, how was that first experience? I know you were probably nervous as hell. Okay. Uh, How was it like getting your tenants? Um, picking the property, like, giving your offer. Were people offering more money than you? Like, how did that go? So
1: thankfully, I bought my house before the pandemic. So during the pandemic, there's been nothing but craziness where people are offering, offering more, bidding wars, right? But I I bought my house in October of 2019. So that was just a few months before the pandemic. No one had any idea what was what was going on um, before then. But what had happened was I was looking around with my realtor looking for a house to purchase and we went to a handful of homes and then we rolled on this one and uh it was already fully rented so there were three people um who were living there one person was going to be leaving so you know with the fha you would occupy one of these units for a period of time and then and then move on so um actually what happened was uh i ended up buying the building with tenants living in it and a tip that I would give to people that I probably wouldn't do again is I don't think I would buy a building with tenants in it again, because it actually, actually, unless, unless these tenants are transparent, unless, you know, you can look at these tenants, like have they been paying rent on time? If you can verify that they're employed, if you can look at their unit, you can tell a lot about a person by the way they keep their apartment. Um, me included, I'm a little messy, but you know, but like, in terms of like, just how the, the condition. So after I bought the building, it turned out that there was one tenant who was not paying rent. So I had um, the, the seller had said every, everybody was up to date, she was paying. And then it turned out that she stopped paying. And so um, if I had to do again, um, I would screen my own tenants. So now when I get new tenants, what I'll do is I'm going to check your background, do a background check, I'm going to do a credit check, I'm going to make sure that I talk to your employer, I'm going to check your bank statements, I'm going to look at your tax returns, I'm going to look at your W-2, the same way that a bank, I mean a, a mortgage lender would, that's everything I'm looking for so i can really get an idea of what your financial picture is and whether you can really afford to to live here.
0: And another thing as well with that. So when you did buy the property, they weren't aware that one of the tenants weren't paying already or were they they didn't want to tell you because they wanted you to close that deal.
1: Um well, you know what? They they told me that they were getting what's called a one-shot deal. So, you know, if you're behind on rent, you can get a one-shot deal and then she she, she committed to paying on time. But one thing I'm learning with tenants is you can't always believe people for their word. Like people are not always going to be honest. So she said she was gonna pay on time, she did not. And uh, what was really crazy about this tenant was she's section eight. I actually do recommend section eight tenants. Her portion of the rent was $3 and she never paid her rent on time. And it was just so so interesting that her, her rent was $3 a month. I'm like, sis, okay.
0: Because you, you, you got to do
1: better. <laughs> $6 a year and your rent is paid. And, you know, so finally um, I told her, I was like, you know, you, you it's time for you to leave. Um, I don't want to do the eviction process, but if you could just leave nicely so all of us can um, move on. So don't she left. Yeah. And um, when I went into that unit, i saw it on instagram (laughs) i saw it girl i'm so sorry oh my my goodness when i tell you holes in the wall crust on the stove something leaking from the fridge toilet hanging off we don't even know what feeling like like. i don't know and see it would ended up costing me fifteen thousand dollars to renovate that place, get it up and ready for a new tenant to come in there. And that's the only reason why I recommend not buying a building with tenants in it. Because sometimes you might buy a a home and the tenants are good and everything looks good. And then it can go left. But if you choose the tenants who are going to move in there and you do a screening process, you know, you can even work with a realtor and do a whole software and just just check basic things like, do they have a job? Call their job employer. Call their previous landlord is another one um, and verify with that landlord like how are they as a tenant look at the i sometimes even meet tenants where they're currently living to interview them so i can look around and get an idea how you live in
0: guys some real okay evidence. yeah
1: how you live so i can know how you're going to be living over at my place okay um i i do rent to section eight you know section eight is really great because there are some tenants their full rent is paid by the government.
0: The government will never have an excuse as to why they did not pay their rent, okay? I heard that uh, the only thing with Section 8 tenants are that uh, they, you know, the Section 8 people come and they make sure, like, you have to have Mm -hmm. certain things. But that's nothing, right? Yeah,
1: it's just mostly safety things. They come every year. They come once a year. And they check things, like, are the uh, smoke alarms working? You know, I know you heard about the Bronx fire um, that happened here in the Bronx. And, like, Yeah, you know the smoke alarms were not working, so they're 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 really checking for safety hazards. They're making sure that you know the drawers aren't sticking out, able to cut somebody or hurt somebody. So that's really the only thing, and it's once a year. It's very easy. The people are in and out, and it's fine. But the value of of having a good monthly payment. But but yeah, so I'm going on a tangent, but but <laughs> no, yeah, yes, I, I love it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really that's really it. I would I would recommend doing that.
0: Okay, so another thing. So she just gave you the process literally of how she went about getting her property. Um, one thing you said when you had to do the renovation, before we go to the next section, um, when it comes to saving your money, like how do you do it with the account? So, for example, I'm sure you didn't expect to walk into that uh, apartment and see holes in the walls. Says, mm-hmm. And so, do you have like a certain account that you keep that are just for like emergencies like that? Mhm. Yeah, so every month that I receive rent,
1: I put um actually 5% to the side of the of the gross rent for repairs and maintenance. I put another 5% to the side for what's called capital expenditures. So that's things like, you know, your boiler, your water heater, your roof. At some point it's going to go out and it's not going to be cheap, so you want to just have money set to the side. And then another 5% um I'll use if I'm if I want to use a property manager or something like that. But I just always put at least 15% of the rent to the side,
0: just for anything that could potentially happen. Beautiful. That is that is a staple answer. Thank you. So everybody just heard, yes, she does keep money aside. So when you are getting to uh, selling properties and you see all this money coming in. Do not blow all your cash on to mm-hmm. great. You need to mm-hmm. put it to the side because there will be emergencies and there will be things that you have to get paid for and it's not cheap, like she said. I think a mm-hmm. boiler bills for about like eight thousand to ten thousand dollars, like seven to um, eight. And actually, it's not quite that much. It might be like three
1: or four for a mm, good boiler okay. and then like maybe one or two for a water heater. Okay. Which, which isn't crazy, but it, you know, it's kind of like the price of, of doing business. But for me, it hasn't really been too much of an issue. Cause I just know like, this is, this is a part of it. The same way we go to our job every day and we know we got to be there nine to five and do whatever we're doing. I know I have this property and I know I got to just put 15 to the side for X, Y, and Z. And at the end of the day, you know, these tenants are every month they pay rent. They are adding to your net worth. They are adding to the wealth that you're building. Cause you know, even for example, my house, I bought it for 450 two years ago. Right now that house is worth 600 and every single month they are paying down to so that 450, not oh, 410, you know, cause they are paying down that 450. So the beauty is. For me, they are paying. So now I owe forty, fifty thousand dollars less on my mortgage. Not only that, the house has gone up. So now that spread, which we love to call, is equity, equity, is growing and growing every month. Where the home is 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 worth more. They're paying more. They're paying down, and and um, you know. So a, a, after probably next year, we'll have about a quarter million dollars net worth, and and every year it's growing and. It's not just about the wealth that you're building, but it's about the cash flow. You know, every month you get paid maybe six thousand dollars in rent. The mortgage is two. Um, expenses are a thousand. You walk away with two, three. Girl,
0: it's a blessing. <laughs> it's
1: such a blessing. It's a blessing. Not to mention the tax benefits. You know, you can save money on taxes. You know, when when right the thing- off. There's so many write-offs. I write off my car. I write off my trip to, to Atlanta. It was a business trip. I write you can write off so many things because
0: you know you have this. That'll be this another classic. topic. We're gonna talk mm-hmm. about write-offs and everything. How do you do that? hmm uh, next question I have for you, because you were just giving me so many jams. I'm excited. You're, you're Listen. Sweating. I'm sweating. I'm hot. You know, my <laughs> room. I'm just so excited. But so what is something that you've learned like I would well, I think you gave the gym about the tenants, but what is something that you learned about the actual field um, that you didn't know that you feel like most people should know? The actual real estate agent field.
1: Um, one thing I learned about the real being a real estate agent will probably be a lot of it is negotiation. You know, a lot of people feel that it's like, oh, you know the realtor, they just helped me buy a house. But even today, it ended up being that a deal, a deal fell through. But my, my client wanted to buy this house for 870, 870 right? But then they said, hey, we've got another buyer who's offering us 879 But if you come up to 875 maybe we can work out something. And then we're like, no, we're standing strong on our 870 And they're like, come on, if you do $875, we are going to have a deal. I'm like, all right. So I talked to the client, they're like, all right, 875. And then they call us the next day. They're like, you know what? We wanted to go with the 879 because, you know, we know the lender and we feel like it'll be a better, whatever the case is. But, you know, at the end of the day, what I learned is, you know, you need to stand strong on your, on your number. Um, Negotiation is very much so it can be manipulation where people are like, oh, I understand what you're going through. And I, you know, but um, as a realtor, I fight hard for my clients. I make sure that I'm like, hey, we're, we're not, we will walk away. We will walk away from the deal. Okay. So either you want to play and you want this money or we can go.
0: Okay. Like, and I, I could just see, like, because I'm I'm in the process, I do want to be a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm speaking that by by this time of, well, this year, uh, mm-hmm. I do, want to do that process. But I can just see myself, like, in a ne- negotiation stance. And I'm just like, mm, you know, kind of probably being a little timid, like, well, maybe, so I do like that you said, you know, stand firm for your clients because some of these people just be playing like they don't mm-hmm. even have a deal of eight seventy nine. They're just gonna be telling you that so that you could go up cause you know, I'll be watching the real estate even shows. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, there was a time where there was like a nine million house million dollar house, and the real estate agent was trying to give like six or seven million. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, what are you doing? Like, it's a $9 million house. Like, why are you lowballing, you know, for your clients? So it's like, is that- this
1: Listening Tampa or Selling Tampa or something? Yes. Selling Tampa. She was like, I'm going to offer three and maybe four. Oh, was it it wasn't even seven. It was three. Yes. I was like, ma'am, ma'am. Hey, what are you doing? Also, like, shout out to Tampa and Selling Sunset and all these like real estate shows now because it's really just showing, like, opening up. A lot of people to the world of real estate and being a realtor, it it is a very lucrative job. It is not an easy job by any means, but, you know, specifically being a realtor in New York, like the ladies selling these homes, you know, generally most places in the country, your commission is 3%, 3% of whatever the price is. So, that's the world, but New York city, we do one and a half percent, sometimes two or two and a half percent of the, of the listing price. And that's because homes are just so much more expensive here. You know, yeah. house in New York is like 800, 900, a million dollars. And as a realtor, you know, you're like, mm, ching but, um, but it, 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 it is a little different and, uh, it was disappointing because for that house, you know, my commission would have been about 15,000 for 875 thousand dollar house you pay your broker's fees you know and, and other fees but you probably walk away with about 13 or 12 but but yeah that's on one house one deal you know you make sure you put money to the side for taxes because they always be trying to come yeah but then fair if, fair if you are self-employed though you're 12 000 they might say okay you owe taxes but you might say hey i had to pay for my car i had to pay for my flight i had to pay for my my house And now you can write all these things off and then you have to pay less taxes. But we're gonna talk about
0: that. That is a major gem, y'all. Just write that down because Mm -hmm. she's here for real estate. Okay? Mm -hmm. We're talking about write-offs and all that good stuff. Yep. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So these real estate shows are literally letting people know like there is a job where you can do it, but I think a lot of people think it's easy and it's not. So make sure that when you're going into this field, again, you are very much, fluent in the knowledge, and you know that this is what you want to do. (laughs) (laughs) And see, the thing is that the way I got my
1: license was first in New York State, at least you have to take what's called a 75 hour course. Mm -hmm. So you take this course where they teach you about real estate law. They teach you all the disclosures and notices that you need to know as a realtor, Mm because a lot of the job is making sure that you don't lose your license because you broke a law that you didn't even know about. Yeah. So they make sure that, you know, all the real estate laws like you um, it's called fiduciary loyalty oh she's small fiduciary loyalty um that is a law term and it just means that you must act in the best interest of your client they teach you that before you get your real estate license and so these are just some things that you that, that you think about and that you
0: that you learn about before you get your license so excited my girl said fiduciary producing but then- <laughs> <laughs> so okay so yeah, so you took your courses and everything. So what was a major book? Um, my favorite book, I'm just gonna put that out there, you already know, was Rich Dad Poor mm-hmm. Dad. That's what really mm-hmm. helped me to get over the hurdle of me um, knowing what financial wealth and assets and liabilities, what was a book that you enjoyed that was like, okay, yeah, like, I like this. It doesn't have to be a real estate book, just like a, a wealth book. Um, yeah.
1: I gotta agree with you on that Rich Dad Poor Dad. When I tell you that book changed my life, like that book is the reason why I bought that first building and have the goal of buying 10 more this year. Shout out to
0: Robert. Shout out to Robert. Robert
1: is out here changing the world one book at a time. And that was like, and to be honest, at first when I was reading the book I was like do I want to really like I was reading it front to back like cover to cover and I don't always like finish a book I'm gonna be honest like I'll read a book a little bit I'm like that's cute maybe pick it up later a month or two later but I could not put that book down because it was just like these are mind-blowing things that they do not
0: teach you in school these are things that we literally hear growing up like oh I can't afford that oh work work a job that gives you benefits like these are things that I was like, wait, wait what? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, it,
1: it would really shift in my mindset. Like when I tell you I, I finished that book, put it down and I'm like, how do I buy my first house? Like it is time. And and I and honestly finished the book in like March or April of 2019 and then bought the house in October. So even after that, I, it still took a few months but bought that first one and never, never looked back. I mean, from the cash flow every month to the wealth building every year, to the taxes. It's just, it's the gift it's that keeps on It's a no brainer. Going. Yeah, it's a no Ain't brainer. no brainer.
0: And you would be surprised, you know, sometimes, even when it came to, you know, a little sidebar, even when it came to me growing mentally, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And really just shifting my mindset, like you said, and just learning so many things, you can't really force knowledge on people. This is something that you have to make a decision internally um that you want to be a better person that you want to break these financial barriers and it's something that you can scream from the mountaintops you can make youtube videos but if you don't if the person doesn't digest the information it's just like Mm -hmm. like here we are excited as hell to be like yo read the book read the book and you know i have some people that be like girl i'm not reading that book i don't even read and i just i just want to throw it (laughs) because it's like it's a no-brainer you need to read this (laughs) It's so good.
1: When I tell you, it it changed our lives. It really, really changed our lives. And one thing that I also realized about it is that, like you said, it's a choice. You know, for a lot of people, we've been taught to be employees. We've been taught to find a good job. We've been taught to get our college degree and like find a good opportunity. But we're not taught, you know, entrepreneurship. We're not always taught Um, investing and, and, you know, we're taught save, 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 and we should definitely save, but after you save, you need to invest that money because you can't save yourself to wealth. You cannot, I don't believe like, I mean, it'll take a long time, but you, you've got to invest your, you've got to invest your money.
0: Girl, I love you. You're amazing. <laughs> I love you too, boo. Okay, Brick City.
1: city. <laughs> Brick City. And it's just it's just so inspiring. I think the moment that really shifted my mindset as well was I was on a family cruise mm-hmm. or my sister's birthday cruise. Was it I was on a cruise, okay? I and I just remember being on the ship in the in the pool, you know, hanging out and and then my phone I get a notification that I got a Um, payment of rent and I'm like I'm on a ship in a pool getting a notification for a direct deposit can somebody say
0: and you're literally sipping sipping sipping
1: chilling okay it's amazing it's amazing and and this is just one building you know imagine just you get your thing yeah, hitting 10, getting an apartment complex. You can really be, you know, even um, we went on a little trip to um, uh, St. Martin with my mom, you know, she turned 65, shout out to mom. And so we took her on a little, you know, Caribbean trip for her birthday. And, and just the, the sense of peace and security you feel when you know that you kind of have these automated deposits happening and you might be out and you might just do this or do that or go on a trip and and spend and whatever but every month you know that like clockwork you're going to get that deposit for rent the mortgage will be paid you know your building is building in equity um you're becoming more wealthy every month it's 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 truly a powerful thing
0: aside from your actual real estate job as well because this is Mm -hmm. your property girl Mm -hmm. What is going, y'all? She's killing it, and I want to know why are we here because we are gonna wrap this up. This was an amazing episode. I'm super excited, y'all. I hope I saved this video correctly because I will mm-hmm. be fit. Baby, hear me. But, I'm sure we're good. We're good. We're good. So I want to know what inspired you to uh, go on YouTube because I saw I literally was with you on your starting journey of YouTube, and literally I go back on and you have 16,000 subscribers. I said what. The, what? i was like yes sis like what inspired you to say you know what i'm doing this i'm doing that let me go on youtube too and get that bag too (laughs)
1: listen we do not discriminate for any bags okay there is no discrimination here all of them are welcome okay the youtube bag everybody's bag (laughs) Just, just give me all the bags um give us all the bags for real okay because there's bags for all of us, and that's a real gem, too. Like, you know, people think it's just for some. But um you, with YouTube, um, It really happened where I loved making these hair videos. Like I did a tutorial on crochet braids and these travel videos and just random videos. And then when the stimulus started happening, I made one video on it. And that video got so many views because so many people were searching because they wanted information on COVID and the stimulus and when the stimulus checks are coming. So I posted one video that got like a few thousand views, which was the most that I've ever gotten at the time. And I'm like, okay, you know, I posted a second one the next day. That one got a lot of views and kept posting and post it consistently for about a year um, you know semi-consistently you know sometimes every single day I was kind of coming like with like hey guys welcome to the channel I got your semi news today I'm gonna let you know when the check is coming and that's really what grew the channel you know just consistency and also I would say niching down and kind of really capitalizing on an opportunity the opportunity was was that everyone wanted to know about this and I'm like okay I think I can get a lot of um I can just generally share I wanted to know too you know I wanted to know about the EIDL and the PPP you know business owners out here getting million dollar checks they don't gotta pay back so I'm like how can I be a part of the group and honestly the PPP and the EIDL is how I was able to pay for the renovations after that tenant you know damaged things Mm -hmm. but um Thank God
0: for that because uh, you know that also adds to your home's value too. You know, doing renovations and things like now that also probably help you actually uh, research the knowledge for yourself. So imagine mm-hmm. imagine you get alerts from CNN or whatever, and then you mm-hmm. digest it, you really learn, you do research, and then you just go tell the people, and boom, now you're on YouTube getting all these. It's just mm-hmm. I like how you said capitalize on what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. And um see that's what i'm learning as well because when it came to when i first started doing my podcast like i was just picking random you know topics but when Mm -hmm. i just scroll down my tl and i see what people are talking about mostly on facebook girls are always talking about getting they heartbroken so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay let me do an episode on how to get over a heartbreak and that was like one of my top you know listen top listened episodes yeah when the thing happened when the haitian immigrants were coming over and Mm -hmm. you know that's People wanted to know about that. That was another one of my top episodes. So, capitalizing on what people aren't talking about mm-hmm. is a way that you got your YouTube lit. Okay. That is- Thank you for that, Jim Girl. Absolutely. And you know what? The, the thing about it now is that now that I'm
1: kind of, you know, I feel like I've spoken about so the stimulus a lot, you know, I still kind of pop, pop videos on there, but I'm, I really want to shift the channel more towards financial content, more towards real estate content, even kind of like lifestyle, travel as well, just kind of like the brand of you know, creating a brand that's not necessarily connected to any one thing, but like, you know, her, you like her, you trust her. And therefore you want to follow you, girl. The comments are always like, Monica's giving us news. Yes, <laughs> you know, and that's the power of video content too. You know, when people watch you on video, they feel more connected to you. They're like, Oh, I think I like her. You know, I, I trust what she's saying. Um, and when, when that happens, people keep, keep them back and they refer you to their friends. So, you know, I think the goal along with the 10 builds is to get to maybe 50, thousand subscribers. You know, we got about a million views now on there. The consistency is not always easy, but um, but like I said, you're capitalizing on what people are looking for. And I think there's a, a world of people looking for this information. They want to build wealth. They want to learn and, and not work 35 years before they can retire. I mean, I'm 29. I know you're 26, 27. Yes, 26. 20, I'm 26. Okay period Yes, birthday. We got to figure out what we're going to do for your birthday. But yeah, so you know, at this time, we've got another thirty-five years before you're supposed to retire, and I'm just like, who set this up? Who? What oh, kind exactly. of ghetto know, set up. <laughs> setup is this? Like, I, I can't. I can't. I can't imagine a world where I'm spending every day. And when I have like little weekends here or there, little weeks to go on vacation to just be at the desk. And it's okay. Like, I don't, and I wanna make this clear there's nothing wrong with having a job at all. I think a job is a great thing. Um, but I do think that people should have more. Uh, knowledge and, and openness and, and an opportunity to explore other ways of of living that's not necessarily just you know working I know my mom was like get a good job get a good college degree get a you know but I, I was like no mom like there's ways out here to make income that isn't attached to going to
0: work every day if yeah. I, I tell myself all the time, if I knew what I knew now, like that's why I'm like beating my sister's, my little sister's head. They're like 13. I'm trying to make them read the Rich Dad poor dad. Yes, get them started now. When I tell you, they the start earlier,
1: because time is really the the biggest your biggest friend with real estate. You buy a house now. For a hundred thousand, and you hold that for maybe a few years, now it's worth half a million six hundred. You know, imagine your little sisters getting a house now, even if it's like buying a little piece of land for five thousand. You could buy a piece, of, you could buy land for five thousand dollars.
0: You know, I, I don't stress it enough. Like, I just know for a fact that God literally used me to break that mental curse that mm-hmm. not even a curse, but like. The way I speak, a lot of people in my family don't speak the same way. So it's like, I'm I'm grateful that I was able to basically take that leap, you know, because mm-hmm. like you said, it's not a bad thing having a job. It's not a bad thing that our parents told us to go get a job and, you know, work, but that's it's just so much more to life. It's so much more freedom that you can have than to just be, you know, depending on a job who, who, who can replace you or you can just be out of a job randomly. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But girl, this is mm-hmm. amazing, amazing. We're gonna wrap this up. I have we're gonna end it with two special questions for you. Mm-hmm. And I want Monica to give us a fun fact about yourself. I know you said that uh, you do all these amazing things, but what's something that we probably don't know? Like something mm. funny.
1: Fun yeah. facts. Ooh, um fun facts. I think I could like <laughs> I don't even really know. Um I was going to say something like I think I could like touch my touch my nose and my tongue. But not really.
0: You can't. <laughs> <laughs> how many All right, how many places have you traveled? That's something I would like to know.
1: Really? Okay. You know what? I have a goal of 30 countries before 30. We're at 29. So we got one more to go this year. I'm gonna be the <laughs>
0: Lord. No. no, that is a blessing, girl. 29 countries. What? Listen, bad God bad. is good. God <laughs> is good when I
1: tell you, okay, you be that making away. a way.
0: Uh, what was your yeah. favorite country that you went
1: to? Honestly, my favorite country was um, Marrakesh. I really love Morocco. Morocco was such a vibe. Um, I really enjoyed. Japan. I think Japan is hands down my favorite country. The food, the people, the everything. Um, I grew up Christian, but I experienced um, you know meditation in a Buddhist temple for the first time. And after going to so many countries, I I will say, with all the religions in the world, it's just about being a good person, being good to your fellow man, fellow neighbor. So, you know, I think that's that's a big one. So it's it's like thirty countries for thirty. I was gonna say. You know, fifty countries or four fifty type of thing, but I just really, I think seeing the world has really just opened um, my mind to just the possibilities to
0: I love it, to to everything. It's it's
1: it's so powerful. It's like my favorite favorite thing. And I like how
0: you said that you experienced so many different religions, even though you are Christian. Just mm-hmm. experiencing it, it just lets you know, just be a good person, be respectful, mm-hmm. and be, and treat others, I think the Bible said it, treat others as you wish to be treated. Yes. That's just the biggest gem, I'm sure, of traveling so many places. hmm hmm Okay, well, Y'all, she's about to hit one more country and she's going to hit her goal 30 before. <laughs> yes,
1: okay, 30 for 30. Like, honestly, I, I feel like 2022 feels like go time. Like, I oh, am well, so well. hungry. Like, you have no idea. Just, you know, actually, you know, okay? Because I know you have the hunger too, okay? The hunger <laughs> I mean right is so, now. so deep. Like, sometimes it just, like, overwhelms me. That's why the gym is so good because I will, like, just release okay. everything on the bike. Listen... <laughs>
0: You're going to be the one that's throwing her shit that, like,
1: boom.
0: Oh. Start. Yes. <laughs> okay, guys. I hope that you had an amazing time listening to this episode. I'm super excited. I hope you took notes. She said some very, very, very important things. Um, any last words of advice for beginners? Uh, just learning about the the craft, learning about the real estate world. Any last words before we exit out for today? Um,
1: last words is uh, I'm definitely going to be dropping more content on real estate, so check that out over on my YouTube channel, which is just Monica soyemi Um, the second thing is make sure you check out the NACA program. That's NACA. That is an opportunity for you to buy a home with no money down. Um you know, no origination fees. It is, it's like the best mortgage in the world. So if you are ready to go, uh check out the NACA program. And then the third thing I would say is um read Rashad Poor Dad, okay?
0: Change your life. Change
1: your
0: life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now those are some three great words of advice, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to thank everybody for tuning into another week of Black Girl from Brick City. I hope that you love this content. I will definitely, definitely be bringing you more things like this. Um, I hope the information was helpful to you. Again, please follow my girl. I will have her uh, IG tags and her YouTube information in the description. Um, but thank you so much, sis, for blessing us. <laughs> you guys, give it up for
1: Ace. Okay, Brick, um, Brick City, okay? Okay, like said, we are here. We are here. I'm so yeah. proud of everything you're doing, girl. You are killing thank it. You. you are in the gym. You are making choices that are good for you. You are saying no to the You <laughs> are saying, oh, leave that out. No will to the
0: I'm gonna it me, but you, say
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are saying no to the nonsense, and you are just going after what you want. So it's inspiring to see, and I'm proud of you.
0: All right, guys. So until next time, thank you so much, and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>